to be back but I am even more excited about this microphone okay y'all if I think too loud y'all gonna be able to hear me that's how good this microphone is a big warm shout out to net church online y'all if y'all are looking for godly community please check out net church online on instagram or twitter those are great places to start y'all growth is literally inevitable when you have godly community so please check them out All right, y'all, let's go ahead and get right into this episode. So today's episode is called The Miseducation of Rejection. So what's crazy is I wrote this episode last year, and it was originally about the red pill content. If you don't know what red pill content is, it's basically like the Kevin Samuels, the podcast that focused on masculinity and femininity and high value men and high value women, like that type of content. But something in me said, change your target. And I was confused because what else would I be writing about? Who else would I be talking to? And the more that I sat on it, I realized that I'm not talking to people, but rejection, I'm talking to you. You tried to hide behind the podcast and the content and the viral posts, but rejection, I'd actually like to talk to you. So girl, come on, come in, rejection, have a seat, Um, make yourself comfortable, there's refreshments in the back. Um, So yeah, let's chat, rejection. So I actually wanted to start off with a question, if you don't mind. And my question is, why are you so profitable? No, take your time. Take the time that you need. I totally get it. Oh, you need me to clarify? Sure. So profitable rejection looks a lot like, well, you can't get a man because you look like that. And you're not very feminine either, so that's probably why you're getting rejected. Or no woman will give you the time or day or at least the woman that you want. They're not going to give you the time of day making that salary, and I'm just being honest, okay? That's why you're getting rejected. So if you're tired of being turned down and ignored, then I'll show you how to become a high-value man and a feminine woman right after this word from our sponsors. That's what profitable rejection looks like. It feeds on the constant reminders of the places and people it keeps you away from. And from their rejection, you start to provoke a memory of what that person said or what that person didn't say. And and that's very real, y'all. Almost too real. (laughs) Because some of my earliest memories of rejection was from what somebody didn't say or didn't do. And it's the same reason why ever since I was a child, I love to plan things. And on the outside, it's like, that's dope, E. You like to plan things. You like to plan celebrations. You like to celebrate yourself. You like to celebrate other people. That's great. But on the inside, I used it as a weapon against the weapon of rejection. So it's like, you can't not do something if I already did it myself. You can't not say something. You can't reject me if I already said it myself. But you know what, rejection? The more that I'm talking to you, the more that I'm starting to notice things about you. Like, I'm noticing that, rejection, you're not a weapon depending on whose hands you're in. 
when you're in other people's hands, it'll always serve as a reminder of the places I was kept out of. The social circles, the the dating circles, the parental relationships. Yeah, let's keep it real, y'all. The professional environments, and the list goes on. And I want to acknowledge our feelings in this moment because that hurts bad. Say it with me, y'all. That hurts bad. I had to ask myself, why does this hurt? Why does rejection sting so bad? And my answer was this. It hurts because it reminds me of the places that I felt or feel unloved. So now I'm willing to do what I feel like I need to do to prove that those places of feeling unloved are no longer there. By hitting rejection with some sort of reverse Uno card like you thought you had me, but the joke is really on you. And it made me think about how harmful rejection can be when it's in our hands. When we look at rejection as something that can be controlled. Rejection can't hurt me if I'm not on the receiving end. So I'm going to go to the gym. Make sure I have this salary, make sure I have these degrees, pursue things, you know, that are more suited for me, post these pictures and travel to these places. I'm going to take back my control. And some would say, E, those are all good things to do to produce results. But just because things produce results, produce money, produce followers, doesn't mean that it'll produce fruit. Because what happens? What happens when it's time to reject myself? The self that is desired by people. The self that is knowledgeable and correct. What happens when I have to reject myself for a different will? For a different plan? For a different type of love? What will happen then? And who will I even be? So God, if I reject what I thought I wanted, then... Who would want me? And those are questions I ask often when I stop pretending. When I stop pretending that the pain of rejection is no longer there. When I stop pretending that I've somehow outsmarted rejection or outworked rejection. So rejection, where do we go from here? From here, I'm taking you out of the hands of others where you remind me of what I lack. I'm taking you out of my hands where you remember the offense and I'm placing you in his hands where I am now redeemed. The book of Psalms chapter 77 verse 7 through 15 reads, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. 
Woo, y'all. I love this passage so much because it shows me that before I react to rejection, I must consider first. Consider all of God's works. So it's like, God, I don't know how you're going to do it for me, but I'll consider how you carried my best friend through her journey in school. Or I'll consider the testimonies that I hear in Bible study. Now, rejection is no longer used as a weapon, but it's used to refine my perspective, to build my patience, to have self-control in how I speak to people and how I speak to myself, so I can have peace in situations that try to take it from me. And I'll take it even further back. God, I'll consider what you did for Naomi and Ruth. I'll consider what you did for Esther. I'll consider what you did for Joseph. In those moments of rejection, consider God's works. Consider that you have been redeemed and nothing worth redeeming is rejected or unwanted. So I have one last question, not for rejection, but for you. What does rejection hurt? Does it hurt your pride, your self-esteem? Does it hurt your relationships? Be honest when you answer the question and talk to God about it. So y'all, this was so dope. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Lemon Squeeze. Y'all, if you love this, please give me a follow. Share this video if you're feeling real good. And let's continue the conversation. I love y'all so much. And until next time. It's The Lemon Squeeze. I'm here for you. You're here for me.